0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show 68, part two of a two part show with Chris Rungi. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to carsyad.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars, plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to carsyad.com, click on the free book button on the home page, and download your Filler Up book today. It's free at carsyad.com. Hello automotive enthusiasts. Today I'm very excited to introduce my talented guest, Chris Rungi. Chris, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready. Alright, it's great to have you here. Chris Rungi owns and operates Rungi Corosserie and Flyer Motorworks. Flyer Motorworks began in a rural Minnesota barn, the very place where Chris, 25 years prior, set in his first Porsche, while it was being stored for the winter. That Porsche left an impression, and he would never forget it. A lifelong passion for the automobile, and more specifically post-World War II German design, grew as Chris owned and modified several Porsche vehicles over the years. Then in 2011, he embarked upon a new journey. With hammer in hand, he created his own aluminum-bodied car. The goal was not to build a replica, but capture an era through a simple yet beautiful design. In the process Chris applied traditional European coachwork techniques to build the prototype Frankfurt Flyer, a sports racer he calls the FF001. It gained attention and admiration in the motoring world, and today Chris is preparing to introduce a series of coach-built auto designs based on different eras and different countries of origin. Rungi Carrosserie can also provide panel replacement Repair or reskin an entire body for your vintage car. And you can also design and build from scratch your very own custom coach built automobile. So, Chris, as we continue down the journey of your life and your career, share a story with us when you had a real aha moment with your business. Time when you realized, you know what, I think I can actually do this and make a living at this. And tell us that first step of how you took that aha moment and turned it into a success.
1: Okay. You know, what's interesting, I think, with this as well, that I haven't shared this point either, I, I don't think, in the past when people have talked to me about this. I built the car, the first car, uh Frankfurt Flyer, for myself. I had no intention of even showing it to anyone. And I had some buddies come through the, the shop and hang out and start to encourage me to share pictures and maybe post up on some forums what I'm doing. Because they said, you know, this kind of thing just... Doesn't really exist anymore. There are guys that are modifying old Porsches. There are guys that are are making hot rods. But to actually build a wooden buck and design your own car and and do it with tree stumps mm-hmm. and an English reel, it just doesn't exist. So that aha moment I think happened for me when I started to post my idea online and have people from all over the world jump on board and say, "Whoa, this is cool." we don't have to pay a hot rod builder 80000 or $100,000, 200000 whatever it might be, to build a beauty queen. Let's get our hands dirty. And, you know, hammer marks and, and a few flaws here and there aren't such a bad thing. And it just, I think, kind of that aha moment was wrapped up in seeing the support and experiencing the support of people from around the world having guys who were major players and so highly respected in the industry reach out to give me information, to share techniques, to um, just really promote me. And then the other part of it was finding out how much people appreciate authenticity Hmm. in workmanship. And what I mean by that is my cars are not perfect. When I talk about the struggles and the challenges I faced, a lot of that had to do with um, just getting so fed up with a world looking for perfection and how overwhelming that can be and seeing how much just people appreciated seeing really the imperfections and how they, they uh, almost become beauty marks in these old cars in the way that I do it. Sure. So, you know, in the world of Concorde cars and American hot rods, that are, you know, they, I know they'll refer to a product kind of like a rat rod where it's not perfect, but I, I think my cars are different than that. The hammer marks and the wheeling marks and the minor imperfections and things, they're not because of carelessness, they're because of craft. Hmm. And that was really a cool moment to see because you know, showing this kind of thing to the world where I'm used to going to Amelia Island or, um, you know, watching shows like Pebble Beach and seeing everything that's so darn perfect all the time. And I know there are a lot of cars that show up to those events that are original and they're really cool to me when they're like that. But I just found it really amazing how much people appreciated something that was just finished and it had imperfections, but they were they're more in the form of character than carelessness.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love, there's so many parts of your story I love, but I think one of the most important parts here is the fact that you shared with the world what you were doing, and that opened up the doors. Definitely yeah. a spectacular aha moment, the fact that you shared what you were up to, and you, cre- you found an audience. There was a need for yeah. that in this perfect world. So that's a, a fantastic aha story. I love that. Let's have a little fun here. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory you had with that vehicle.
1: Boy, I've had so many cars. And I, I you know, I have so many great memories with the different cars that I've had. I think that, for you know, as I think about this, one of the really fun car experiences that I had was pulling a 1964 Carmen Ghia. Uh It was a coupe. It was orange with a white roof that had been repainted, and I pulled it out of a field. And the car, it just, I saw it sitting in this field for a long time, which would be at least probably three years. I knew about it, and it never moved, and it sunk deeper and deeper and deeper into the dirt. And I finally struck an agreement to get the car, and so I was—I think I was 17 years old—and I—I mean, I didn't have a lot of—I had a lot of uh, determination, but <laughs> I just—I didn't have a lot of tools. And that, for some reason, uh, seems to be a theme with me: the determination usually gets me where I'm going, and and uh, the tools come later. But this car, to get it out of the field, I put together three or four 20-foot ratchet straps because I didn't have a winch. Hmm. And I ratcheted it out of the dirt up onto my trailer, probably (laughs) 60-some feet, I don't know, at least 60 feet because I couldn't pull into the field to get it with the truck and trailer. So that car, it it started out that way, (laughs) rescuing the car. And uh, one ratchet strap at a time, I, I cranked and cranked and cranked it up onto my trailer. And that was the car that I found out, you know, it had a six volt system and I had a twelve volt battery in it and uh, my dad and I were cruising in it after I got it running and the lights were flickering and things were going haywire and my dad said, Where did you get the battery from for this car? And I took it uh, out of his fishing boat
2: <laughs> and I
1: told him that. He said, You can't do that. Yeah.
2: So
1: you know, there was just so many fun, fun little details wrapped in that car and oh, yeah. it ran so nice uh, after sitting in the field for 20 some years it was just such a fun little car and the design, the Italian design of that Carmen Ghia really uh, was just a cool experience to look at to sit in it, drive around in it and doing the hard work of pulling it out of the field and getting it running and fixing up the fuel system sure. and it just had a great reward for me and I think that with that Italian styling, that that really influenced me a lot, and I enjoyed and appreciated that uh, design. Oh in that yeah,
0: car. those cars have a special place in my heart too because I had one through high school and my first year of college. Oh cool! Yeah, I had a '67. That a friend of mine, he helped me restore it and rebuilt the engine and painted it, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a great car. I love that. Love that car. They're beautiful designs. I'd like to have one again someday. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've had in your past that you really wish you could have back?
1: Um, you know, seller's remorse takes place for a lot of different reasons: sentimental reasons, market value reasons. <laughs> you know, I think to wrap up the seller's remorse in the whole package for me would be uh, my nineteen sixty nine nine twelve, and that car just—it also had so many great memories built into it for me, and really some fun drives that I had taken with my wife, just fun experiences. I drove it across the country. I think I drove that one from Minnesota to Florida three different times, so I had some great road trips in it. That would be the car that I really would like to have back. I, I modified it just with doing some really neat suspension upgrades and tracking down date-matched original Deep Six Spooks wheels for it oh, cool. it just everything was right about that car it ran beautifully so that was a special car <laughs> for me
0: that was the one how about current projects are you working on something right now that really has you excited fired up
1: yeah I have I have a couple of irons in the fire and then I have a lot of deals pending and uh, with customers and you know A couple of the projects that I'm working on, right now I have one car that's being built for a gentleman in Lake Tahoe, and that car we're building for La Carrera, Panamericana.
2: Oh, cool. And,
1: yeah, it's my my own design, it's the Frankfurt Flyer, it'll be number three, and with my design, they they evolve, so I I may call the car the Frankfurt Flyer, and it's built off of the original design, but each one evolves, just like... The Porsche 550's evolved from race to race, and, uh, you know, you can have the different periods of 550's and see the the changes in mechanical and aesthetic design cues. That's the approach I take with my cars. And so this one specifically is going to be really neat because um, it's being developed suspension-wise and mechanically to endure La Carrera, which is a pretty rugged race. It's better now than it was 30 years ago, uh, which, by the way, the guy who's building this car with me, did he raced it 30 years ago. Oh, wow. Fantastic story from racing at 356 back in the 80s across Mexico. Yeah. But a couple of things we're doing uh, with that car. We're going to put a a passenger side door on it, no driver's door, so it'll be kind of a gentleman's racer so Mm -hmm. that the you know, the driver will have to remain uh, in the racer mindset to hop in the car, but it can be built so that he can take out a, his wife on a date when needed so the passenger door will swing open. And and then we're doing some modifications, you know, like I said, with suspension and brakes and engine to get it to the point that it's going to be fast. It should have, uh, we're looking at about 148 mile per hour Top speed.
2: Oh my gosh! With an
1: 85-inch wheelbase, and that's just that alone. Um, That top speed, 85-inch wheelbase, plus the fact that the car's aluminum-bodied, it'll weigh under 1,200 pounds. Most people today have not experienced this type of a driving uh, car. Yeah, it's just fascinating to get into a car where the power-to-weight ratio is is that type, and you're looking at those those numbers, it's it's not like modern supercars, but it's such a different experience to have an aluminum-bodied car, and that's part of the reason that I started building, going with the aluminum-bodied idea in the first place. Oh,
0: yeah. Sounds so like a fantastic project, yeah project.
1: Yeah, that's a neat one. And then it's other uh, one other thing that's kind of taking place right now, as my business is it, right now, it's right in the midst of very pivotal moment, I think, because, you know, I with building this business. I'm doing it all out of pocket. And with basic tools, I have no loans or anything like that. It's really cool to have people come on board and believe in me and my work to the extent that they're willing to say, you know, I want you to build your dream car. I'd like to own it when you're done with it, but I'm willing to pay you for that. And those are the kind of guys I have stepping forward now to work with me. And so I just, I take that very, very seriously. And it's inspired me to go beyond what I thought was possible and start to look at these projects in a totally different light. You know, it takes a lot of trust, uh, respect for somebody to do that with me. Sure.
0: Yeah. What a a fantastic opportunity. And this is so exciting to be, be hearing about this as it's happening with your business, this transformation that's occurring. And what a dream come true for a builder, for someone to come forward and say, build what you want. I'll purchase it from mm-hmm. you. So there's your financial backing, if you will. You've got the, the money now to, to know that once you're done with your dream build that you can sell it. But absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited for you, Chris. That's great. Thank you. Now, here's a funny question. might be really interesting to hear how you answer this. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know if I've built it yet.
0: Ah, you sound like Doctor <laughs> Porsche.
1: <laughs> I, that's exactly what I thought of. You know, I saw a quote from Ferry Porsche the other day, and it was right, right in line with that. That he uh, it didn't exist, so right. he had to create his own. That's a very
0: and, famous quote from him. Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's that's the point that I got to where I created the first FF zero zero one, my the first Frankfurt flyer, and. And then you do that and you see areas where you can improve. And so I have, I have my idea of the dream car, you know, and what, what it would be. It would, um, it would be a coupe. It would be a two seater. If it's possible, it would seat four, so I could have my whole family with me because of the sports car factor. It, it would be a, very tight four seater and it would be mid engine. It would be aluminum bodied. It would be, uh, right now my cars are four speed transmissions. This, this car would be a five speed. It would probably most definitely combine the, the post world war two era. That's, that's kind of a pretty heavy component that I pour into my design cues, but I would have some more modern drivability with it. You know, as far as, uh, suspension and braking. Sure. And it would probably be a four camp Porsche engine. (laughs) Of course. Roller bearing. Yep. So I have a picture of it, but I I just can't explain it over the phone.
0: (laughs) Well what's great about the way you answered that question and what I love about it is is true to who you are and that is most people when they answer they have a specific car in mind, you know, either a make model or something. For you, a creator is, you've got to create the car that you would be. And that's what I loved about that answer. That's fantastic. So, Chris, we're up to what I call the last lap. And this is where I fire off a series of questions. And you give our listeners some quick blips of the throttle answers. So, are you ready? All right. All right. Here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: You know, Jack Lewis of uh, Jack Lewis Enterprises in Atlanta, Uh, he's one of the guys who really put a lot of, I think, encouragement into this dream for me. And he told me in trying to answer this short in a short manner, which I'm not always good at. (laughs) (laughs) He told me to uh, basically to to pick my customers. Mm. And that's been pretty important for me because uh, you start to sacrifice who you are when you don't do that. And Mm -hmm. you start to sacrifice how much you believe in yourself and so you it's been really important to me to take that advice and say you know I'm willing to do this to make a living but I'm not willing to do that and you set up some boundaries and some guidelines guardrails I think is a good word oh sure that you live by and that you operate by
0: yeah that's a great word of advice and it's really important for entrepreneurs because we hear this over and over and I've been around a little bit longer than you, and one thing I have learned is sometimes it's okay to fire a customer. Yeah. Pick your customers because they define who you are, and there's some projects and some people you just shouldn't be working with. So that was, exactly. that was great advice that you received. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success?
1: You know, I think... A really important factor for me as as being married is uh, really allowing my wife to give me input, and her, you know, to um, just value her thoughts and her ideas, and even down to design cues on my cars. She has has been, I think, probably more pivotal and more influential than she knows in making me success.
0: You know, there's a couple components to the the way you answer that. One is, of course, you're married to a wonderful partner in life. And uh, as I told you in our pre-show chat, I'm about three days away from celebrating my 30th anniversary with my wife, Jill. And having a strong partner spouse in your family, uh, in your life, is so important to, to bounce those ideas off. And especially the way you work, where you're out in your shop by yourself a lot of times, and you get a little bit tunnel vision. So to have that person that you trust to be able to give you ideas and thoughts, and more importantly, it sounds like you're a good listener, and that's a, an important component in life, especially with a spouse. That, that,
1: has been, uh, that That's an art to master for yes. me.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, it may come across that way, but I tell you what, I, I've had to learn that. It doesn't come naturally. Well,
0: it's a great lesson to learn, being a good listener. You learn an awful lot when you're not speaking, so... Do you have a a, uh, resource that you could share with us that you really enjoy, perhaps a website that you frequent?
1: Yeah, you know, through Facebook, I've been able to connect with guys who have, you know, like Rod Emery, third generation, second generation, metal shapers, coach builders, and, you know, the overall European car enthusiasts. And so it's not necessarily a specific website, but um, finding these guys on Facebook, and I I can give you the names, like I said, Rod Emery, uh, Mark Nugent, and Roach Manufacturing are three places that I go, and it's just so inspirational to see their work, specifically pertaining to what I do on a day-to-day basis.
0: Oh, fantastic. And I'll remind our listeners that I'll post these links at com slash chrisrunge, and Chris spells his last name R-U-N-G-E, so that you can go there and find these resources and be exposed to them the way Chris has and be inspired. Chris, is there a book that you've recently read that you really enjoyed?
1: Yeah, Portia by Mailander. Uh, Rudy Mailander traveled Europe. In the late er, uh, late 40s and early 50s, and was a photojournalist that covered all the major motor sports events, specifically around the the German, you know, East and West German territory, and then Italy and France, Austria, and so. Porsche by Mailänder is such a great photo documentary, but also. Mailender Story, and uh, Carl Ludvigson is the author who now owns the Mailander Photo Collection. Just Carl Ludvigson puts together a great book.
0: Sounds and like a great so book, yeah.
1: It's, um, it's an awesome resource for anybody that's into that period of racing and motorsports history.
0: Well, great. We'll make sure we find that book and post that on your show notes page so everybody else can experience that as well. That's a new one on me, so I'll, I look forward to getting my hands on that. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars?
1: Yeah, you know, growing up with the snowboarding and skateboarding, I enjoy that particularly because my kids are kind of getting into it. And so in the winter, we're snowboarding. In the summer, it's uh, we do skateboard a little bit, but we also wake surf, and that's where you surf behind the boats. And, you know, when you have a family, the hobbies start to, Kind of uh, The things that pull my family together are the things that I enjoy. So wake surfing has really been fun for our family.
0: Very cool. That sounds awesome. All right, Chris, we're up to the checkered flag now, and you know what that means. We're nearing the end of the race. This last question can be a real doozy for some people. This will be an (laughs) Uh interesting way that you answer this question, I think. If you could only have one collector car in your garage... And this is something that you can't sell to buy other cars with. But money's no object. I'm going to buy you whatever you want. What would that vehicle be, and why did you choose it?
1: Okay. And I'll stick to something that exists already on this one. Okay. Boy, that is a tough question. There are so many vehicles that really fascinate me. (laughs) I know it's a
0: hard one, but that's why I do it. Mm. (laughs) That's why I leave it to the end. Sometimes that last lap is the
1: hardest. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> um, one collector car as an investment.
0: Not even as you know, an investment. You're going to have to keep this for life, so it's got to be something your passion wrapped around, too, because you can't sell it, remember?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, so it's not necessarily an investment. Boy, that is a tough, tough question. Um, I don't know if I have a straight answer for that one. <laughs> there are so many cars that come to mind. You know, I... Well, you're gonna you're gonna have
0: to pick one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy! You know, I think that it would probably be maybe a 74 Carrera with a three liter. Okay. Am I thinking 74 or 77?
0: Well, actually, you're probably thinking of the Carrera RS, the 73 Carrera RS, the the iconic 911. Is that the car you're thinking of?
1: Yeah, and the log... yeah, the long hood. Yeah, that would was, be a seventy-three you
0: know, that, Carrera RS. Yes, the that is the quintessential long hood uh, Porsche lover's dream car.
1: Yeah, that would that would probably be that one's moving toward the top for me. That would be a fun one. You know, it's, it can still fit the family in it. I believe it's got the back two seats in the RS. Maybe they, uh, they the maybe touring
0: they, car did, and then they made a, a more racing version. That did not. And that car, I believe that car had a two point seven liter motor in it yes, as it well. Did. Yeah, but oh that's a great choice. That's definitely on my top five list of cars. I have a good friend Bill who has one and uh oh yeah, I lust after that thing.
1: Yeah, it is a sweet car. So yeah, that one would be that one's up there for me.
0: <laughs> okay. Well that's a great choice. I know I had to push you on that, but uh there's always one I think in all of us that uh, if we had to keep it forever and, and park it in the garage, and I think you made a great choice. Difficult, but great choice, for sure. I almost thought you'd yeah. say, well, I'm going to have to build it. So,
1: <laughs> I, I was thinking that, you know, and and we have a 74 Volkswagen Campmobile mm-hmm. that That is the car that we'll keep forever. Yeah. And, you know, it's like... But so, you already have that. I, <laughs> I already have it, yeah. yeah. So I had to come up with something else. Yeah, that's
0: okay. <laughs> Well, listen, Chris, it's been great, and you've taken us on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. What an inspiration you will be and you are to other entrepreneurs that want to get into the field of automobiles with passion. Really, really enjoyed this journey that you've taken us on. Could you share one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 73 RS Carrera with our listeners?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one piece of guidance. Uh, I think to just really stay true to, uh, to you know, your dreams.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's definitely, definitely important is find that passion, stay true to it. And that's what Cars Yeah! is all about. And You've been a wonderful, wonderful guest. Could you tell our listeners the best way that they can learn more about you? Because I visited your website. It is absolutely beautiful. And being a designer at heart, you've done a fantastic job there. How can our listeners learn more about you?
1: Well, you can see my work at FlyerMotorWorks.com, and MotorWorks is spelled M-O-T-O-R-W-E-R-K-S. Uh, so the, the, with an e.
0: the German works, yes.
1: <laughs> the German way, yep, FlyerMotorWorks.com. And then from there, you can see my work and what, I, what my you know, most recent projects are and uh, learn more about me.
0: And you also have a Facebook page?
1: Yeah, okay. Facebook.com slash Motorworks.
0: Great. Okay, well, I'll make sure that I post links up on your show notes page so that everybody can find you, and I would really encourage folks to go and take a look at these creations that Chris is building. They are absolutely fantastic, amazing, and the creativeness is uh, over the top. It's really exciting. Chris, I want to thank you for being so generous with your time and, and your expertise today and for sharing your experience with our listeners. Until we talk again... I'll see you down the road.
1: Sounds great, Mark. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: It's been great fun.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on
0: today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up.